Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Hello, Zinger Nation. Welcome back to Flight 50 aboard the Moon or Bust rocket ship, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. My name is Logan Ross, and I am piloting today's mission along with DeFi developer Brian Moore and Ryan Mutant Ape mcnamara how y'all doing today doing Man. good happy mutant monday mutant Every monday huh it's hey, are you are monday. you just coming up with this now or is this a thing no no it's a real thing oh yeah what happy do you do on mutant said monday. mutant what do you do on said know. mutant monday you just embrace the mutants on mutant monday uh-huh. you'd understand if you had a mutant eight but yeah, you gotta tell everybody so you, you have understand. Mutant. if i wasn't a poor i would get myself a mutant <laughs> okay. today's episode is brought to you by the number two uh, also, before we can get started, I need to, to talk about some safety procedures uh, on this rocket ship. So I need all who are willing and able seated in any of the rows to please activate their like button into the on position to let other uh, space travelers, metaverse travelers know that moon or bust is where it's at. Uh, also, got to point out the Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel in the description below. If you are here for the crypto content, then you should be there as well. We are going to start streaming exclusively from that channel as soon as it hits 1,000 subscriber roonies. So uh, go over there and get in early. We'll be doing a giveaway to one of our first 1,000 subs when we hit that mark. I'm thinking an ENS domain would be pretty cool as a giveaway, but I'm open to hear what you guys think, what you guys want as well. What's good, STBC? Nice to see you again. Uh, okay, so we also have a Telegram channel, and we got some sick Moon or Bust merch. See this this dope ETH hat right here. Uh, and if you join the Telegram, we'll toss you a 25% off discount code. Can't get that alpha anywhere else on the market. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> with that out of the way, uh, make sure to connect with us on Twitter. As always, come say what's up. Our DMs are open. Uh, and also, I want to remind you guys that we are going to try to start bringing on some of our uh, best 
guests, our best viewers. Uh, if you are here often in the comments, then hit us up if you want to come on and we will make it happen. So let's get into the news for today. So I want to start with the Chainlink Cardano partnership. This is huge for the blockchain space in general. Uh, I think mostly for Chainlink, we'll see a lot of that value from ADA uh, flow into Chainlink and it will connect it to ETH, Polkadot, all these other dope ecosystems. So it's good to see that Cardano is integrating uh, with Chainlink. Uh, I, you know, I have positions in both of these. I think it's good news for, for both assets. Ryan, what do you think about this integration? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I like your point, Logan. I think it is more bullish for Chainlink than it is for ADA because Chainlink is going to be multi-chain now to a degree. You know, it's it's diversifying the risk for Chainlink. Now, if Ethereum ends up failing in some hypothetical scenario, then Chainlink can still survive, unlike most tokens on Ethereum's network. If Ethereum were to fail, then most of these tokens that are on Ethereum will fail with it. But now that Chainlink is integrating with Cardano, it has another avenue to kind of diversify risk. So I agree with you, Logan. This is very bullish for Chainlink. I think it's also very bullish for Cardano. It's very important to have an Oracle on a network and there's no one better than Chainlink. So I think this is bullish for, for both ADA and for Chainlink. Dope. Brian, do you have any additional thoughts on this partnership? No, I think it's going to work really, really well for them. I mean, Chainlink is integrated into a whole different uh set of projects that you wouldn't even under wouldn't even realize they are mm -hmm. and the amount of like technology and data you can get back from Chainlink is astounding so i think it's really exciting so Very does this cool. mean that that Chainlink will be on cardano's network as a cardano token uh, i guess that would make sense right yeah right yeah i mean i would assume they would eventually have that but really, I think they're just running a node, which they can integrate it into Cardano so you can get data from it. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll mint new tokens that are sure. like ADA formatted. They might move over a bunch of them. And they also might try to switch Chainlink over to like a Chainlink based token or asset, which uh, would be pretty cool as well. Uh, what's up, Zolti? See you out there in the chat. Doing well. <laughs> Hope you're doing well also. We see STBC. Uh, is down to come on, talk some NFTs with us. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Uh, so let's set that up, brother. Uh, okay, so next up, Ryan, I think you have this piece of news for us. Yeah, man, you got to pull up OpenSea. You got to see this Diamond Hands NFT investor who made $2.8 million on a single NFT in a matter of months. Now, he didn't even have thousands of dollars. He had $100, and he he, he made that into $2.8 million dollars on a single chromie squiggle Ooh. nft talk about money that's about twenty thousand times return on his investment not percent that... that's about two million percent return on his investment god Ooh. okay so Think i have open z pulled up here how should i go about finding this should i just go to art blocks and look for it in the squiggles i would i would go to the squiggles look under recent sales and then scroll down until you see a 945 eth trade that 945 eth equates to about 2.8 million dollars just over that off of a 100 dollars investment that's ridiculous so this is the second chromie squiggle we've seen sell for over two million dollars this week which i think is incredibly bullish for chromie squiggles we've seen the floor go from about eight or nine eth now it's up to about 13 and a half eth so over 50 percent alpha on ethereum alone i'm excited to see where this project goes i've been watching it for a while 
And I think it's only going to be going up right now with these super high sales for these rare chromie squiggles. Very cool. Okay, so I have my screen share now live on the screen, and this is sorted by recently sold. So uh, uh, if you could just point it out to me. The Chonky Rainbow Boy. That's his name. (laughs) He's chonky and very rainbow. That one? No. That's a... That was chonky. Uh, you can sort. Sold. Hey, the floor price is only what one point four five. Is that what it said? Yeah, but that's for all of Art Blocks, right? So Art Blocks has a ton of different collections. Oh, okay. You have to filter it by a certain collection to see. Gotcha. Here she is, the chonker herself. So Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about Art Blocks and about Chromie Squiggles? Why this one is so valuable compared to the other ones? Yeah, so Chromie Squiggles, I'm pretty sure, was actually the first collection of NFTs on Artblocks. And Artblocks is almost like an art house for NFTs. They curate collections and they have a few different segments. So Artblocks curated is kind of like the most coveted NFTs in the Artblocks collection. They also have a few other. They have a Artblocks Playhouse for some experimental art and a few other different things. But Chromie Squiggles, you see them all over crypto Twitter. Lots of high-end NFT investors are getting into these. And they're algorithmically generated pieces of art. They're pretty cool. And, I mean, some of them will sell for 10 to 15 ETH. But then you go up to these rare different types of trades with these Chromie Squiggles. And you can get into the millions of dollars now, as we've seen. That's crazy. And look at it. It moves. I know. It moves. Tell the masses, crummy squiggles move. <laughs> so this guy zonked here. He uh, was clearly very early in art blocks. Let's see what else he's got in his collection. He's yeah, he one, actually, 1. He actually minted that crummy squiggle. Yeah, and like I said, mint was about $100 on it nine months ago. Wow. Man, why didn't you tell me about that, Ryan? I thought I did, man. Come on, <laughs> any chromie squiggles at mint? Don't let me down again, okay? Okay. Interesting. Not really, honestly. <laughs> so far, not really. You think well, I guess he doesn't really have to care about really much for quite a while now. He's good. He's, He's sick. He has other art blocks, too. I mean, that's what you see. A lot of these blue chip NFT collectors are collecting art blocks, punks, and bored apes. Mm-hmm. And we should also talk about cool cats uh, while we're talking NFTs. This became the third project to hit a 10 ETH floor uh, just yesterday. The hype surrounding them is pretty crazy right now. Yeah, I wanted to get one a while ago, but I never pulled the trigger. I saw the potential, but at the same time, you know, this sounds corny. I didn't really like the art, right? Like, I didn't buy it. I didn't like the art. And as with a lot of those early NFTs, we see them increase in value. I think that uh, Pudgy Penguins could be next. I think they're sitting around 3 to 4 ETH4. I haven't checked lately. But we saw those gain some hype early on. Same with Cool Cats. And now we see them appreciating even more now. I'm thinking the the whales, the Secret Society of Whales. That's that's my – I do own a few, of the, a few of those, and I'm hoping that those will be the next ones. A lot of hype in that. And there have only been three NFT projects to hit the 10 ETH floor. First, it was CryptoPunks, then it was Bored Apes, and now it is Cool Cat. So it'll be interesting to see what the fourth project to hit that 10 ETH floor will be. Because yeah. as more people get in, it's going to be inevitable that these blue chip NFT projects will get more and more expensive. 
So speaking of big money spent on the Ethereum blockchain, uh, this morning, Bitfinex, the exchange, made a little oopsie. Uh, and, and while transferring $100,000 of Tether, they spent, uh, let's see, $23.7 million on gas. Oh. So you guys thought you were paying a lot of gas fees. Uh, not, not quite as much as Bitfinex. Not really sure what went wrong here. They must have not set a limit uh, and some sort of loop maybe in a smart contract caused it to just burn and burn and burn. So they spent $23 million in fees to make a single $100,000 uh, transfer of USDT. Oops. Oopsie. <laughs> right, hey, probably said, half of that got burned at least. So, you know, maybe that affected the yeah, or, Ethereum just a little bit. Well, I one I actually saw it was like a tenth of an ETH that got burned. It was really, really? Oh, sad compared to, compared to the, t- right? I know. Well, some uh, minor but, made out with a lot of money then i was about to say a miner just yeah some sort of rig got paid handsomely for that oh man i hope it was mine i see you have here on the uh on the dock uh hundred thousand dollars in tether 23 million dollars is this the future <laughs> is this oh, the future God. of france i i hope not uh okay so we have a lot of stuff going on in the fungible token market a lot of movement uh we saw a weekly close yesterday the one that that we have been talking about for months uh but we will get to all of that after the interview so today we have the ceo of tax file on uh with us today to talk about crypto taxes uh and how um tax file you know places itself in the industry so i'd like to welcome to stream ricky lavina thank you so much for joining us today hey guys what's up Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Not too much. Uh, So 
before we really dive into it, could you tell us a little bit about your background, uh, how you started TaxFile? Sure. So I'm a, I'm a CPA uh, before I started TaxFile. I worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers um, and then some, some, some regional firms, but I'm a, I'm a CPA, I'm an accountant. And about, um, sorry for the voice, uh, about six years ago, started TaxFile with my two co-founders, um, basically trying to democratize uh, the supply side of things uh, in the accounting industry, meaning I got a license, my, my CPA, or you could be an IRS enrolled agent, uh, uh, but basically you have a, your, your accounting license and uh, in the olden days, you just had to go to, a, to an accounting firm and they pay you via W-2, right? Um, but I felt that our licenses were worth something, you know, uh, out in the market and, um, you know, would thought it'd be really cool if we create a platform that would route jobs uh, to them. So, you know, TaxFile is an app where you guys, y'all could download it on, on, on iOS and get your taxes done to, uh, uh, directly through it uh, via a CPA like myself. I'm not on the app, but I'm saying yeah, <laughs> I'm a CPA, but uh, but we also uh, route work from like institutionals. So if someone's outsourcing their accounting department or a CPA firm is, let's say, tight uh, with with uh, with staff, which is a big trend over the past 12 months, and we think it's only going to get worse now, uh, they put all this work on, on the platform. And so uh, our algorithm presses out all that work on an individual basis, uh, kind of works like match.com um, based off you know, there's different types of CPAs, right? So if you specialize, let's say in crypto taxes or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get, you'll get uh, matched up with these jobs. You'll see exactly how much you'll make on it and, and by when you got to do it by. So um, that's a little bit about tax value. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome, Ricky. So I understand you're interested in crypto as well yourself. Uh, could you tell us why our audience uh, of mostly crypto investors might be interested in using tax file? Uh, especially <laughs> with uh, the latest things going on in DC, um, you know, it seems like crypto, you know, they're really uh, hell bent, uh, at least on the federal level, to treat crypto as a security, right? Mm-hmm. And um, not all platforms, uh, especially, you know, for, for your type of audience, are, are you know, using Coinbase and uh, and their wallet. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're using, you know, you know, Swiss products or, you know, uh, uh, Singaporean products and, you know, and, and that could really fall through the loopholes, right? Because uh, when you deal with security, how crypto is, is trying to be treated in, in terms of uh, from a tax position, uh, you know, once you exit a position, right, let's say you're moving from BTC to, to ETH, that now becomes a realizable event. And we don't really think about it, especially, you know, as, as you guys know, uh, let's say we're, <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're um, define right and mm-hmm. uh we're, we're collecting interest and and then uh we decide to add some lp right mm-hmm. uh, so so we we open up a pool or we're in a pool we're staked and now and now we want to to get some action getting interest in, in another one of you know the products on the website um you know you have you have to track all these things and not all those entities are going to give you a 1099 like coinbase right so it's mm-hmm. not just when you move into cash you know, and the government's pretty, at least they're, they're saying they're going to be pretty serious about this. Mm-hmm. So it really helps to, uh, there's a lot of great apps out there, but it really helps to consult someone um, because given that these platforms are in different countries and, and different transactions, you know, mean different things. Are you, are you moving, like you said, to a stable coin? Or are, you, are you moving to something that's more volatile, right? 
Uh, you really have to be organized in terms of netting out your gains and losses. And there's a ton of advantages there uh, for you. So obviously MetaMask doesn't provide those tax documents like Coinbase does, as you said. So what has been kind of the, the past method for reporting taxes with DeFi and MetaMask events? Uh, and what do you see as the better alternative that you provide? Well, remember, I just I just supply the people. So uh, when you get linked up to one of our crypto pros, uh, they'll have their own software, right? So similar to like mm. Uber doesn't own the cars for the drivers, right? But depending on your complexity, our algorithm detects, oh yeah, this is a high frequency trader or whoever, right? As opposed mm. to someone that just had one, you know, uh, one position, you know, on Ether or BTC or Litecoin or something on their app, right? Uh -huh. um, so, you know, that, that's where TaxFile can really help out. From there, it's it's really consultative, right? So, um, mm -hmm. you know, you'll get matched up with your pro and, and you work through uh, their software. They'll see, first of all, what you got. I, I think it, it starts really, um, you know, at home and being proactive on this stuff. So if you're looking to, you know, tax season's not right around the corner, right, but we're getting closer to the end of the year, right, you mm -hmm. may want to start getting organized, you know, or else you might be faced with, uh a crap ton of work uh, come January and you might have to extend and, and, and then you realize, Oh wait, I, even though I, I had all these gains and I found an extension, it's not an extension for payment. The IRS still wants their money by April 15th. Right. So um, we, we see that snowball for, for individuals. <laughs> right. And, and the best thing that you could do is, is, is work with someone if you need help in advance to, to get organized or, or start getting organized yourself because no one knows your, your, your crypto position like you. And, um, you know, and, and, and not, not, not even the best CPAs could, could, could look into obviously where, where you've had realized gains. Mm -hmm. So tell me about this algorithm you mentioned, is this a proprietary algorithm? Can it look through your MetaMask transactions? How does it determine, uh, like the best fit CPA for you? So um, I'll say it's it's basically an intake form on our platform. Platform is called WorkLayer that we use uh, to power tax file. And uh, whether, like I said, it's it's a, a crypto account or a four hundred and one k from. Question by question, start drilling into. Okay, well, did it have a million transactions, or or was there one, and in what uh, in what platforms, right? So. Uh, on our end, it's it's basically uh, our job to find someone with that level of sophistication, right? And and it's not um, when I say it's our end, it's it's the the platforms doing it. Not we don't have like an individual looking for yeah. coming through our four thousand CPAs. Um, you know, it's it's someone uh, that that has has you know maybe some some. I'm not going to prop up any tax uh, crypto tax offer, but they leverage something in their firm that that really helps them out. In terms of getting your schedule d uh which is a schedule on 1040 that you report um you know all these transactions on and they could really help you let's say net out your gains and losses um so that you're in optimal position awesome. makes sense so what are some of the strategies you can use to lower your tax liability within cryptocurrency or are there any yeah there definitely is uh but but it's all proactive right so if if you had a what whatever happens in 2021, right? And then you're trying to file your taxes. Um, you're kind of limited, right? Because right. it is what it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and and um, I would say that 
the, the most of the best planning that we see because because there is no LKE. So for you guys, uh, I don't know if you're you're familiar with LKE, but before it used to be like, oh, I'm training a like kind asset for another like kind asset, and because I'm just rolling it forward from asset to asset, the IRS there used to be this gray area where where you could say, okay, well that's not really a taxable event because I didn't get any cash from it. I didn't realize it. How am I going to pay taxes on something that mm-hmm. I haven't gotten cash from? Right? Like mm-hmm. you're, I have this basis of you know on paper two, $12 million or whatever it is, but I, you know, my checking account only have 5,000. So how the hell am I going to pay, you know, a, a huge tax bill on that now with this new regulation? Um, it doesn't really matter. They're, they're, they're going to tax you for, for, for moving from asset class to asset class. So that's why getting proactive with this stuff is really important. You know, it may affect when you exit a position, right. Or when you switch from one coin to another, if you need to, you know, go to USD, um, USDC, excuse me, or US uh, or Tether or something like that, a stable coin, um, you know, and then eventually convert it to, uh, to fiat, you know, to pay your bill. But that's part of the planning, right? So making sure that, you know, if you're going to get a 1099, this is going to be recorded as, as a gain, okay? Uh, I'm going to have this liability. Uh, the other part is, I know... <laughs> I, I know everyone gets wrecked every now and then, uh, you know, I, I should certainly have, uh, and we've been doing it for quite a while here at tax. we've been trading, you know, for, for a few years, but, um, it's important to track all that because those losses offset your gains. Right. So, you know, don't, don't just think out of sight on mine, you know, onto the next one, you know, this is just a bad break, uh, record it, uh, because that would definitely offset, you know, some of that tax liability. And are you able to write off gas fees as a transaction expense? That's a good point. Um, it depends on how you set it up. Um, so the IRS distinguishes really between hobby and 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 work, right? So let's say you have enough justification, and it's kind of complex on on determining this. It's more like a, a lawyer, uh, uh, you know, that, that's making your case. Uh, that you're a, you know, that you're doing this as an avid, this is your full-time job, right? As an avid worker, as opposed to just an enthusiast, right? Um, this isn't something I just do in passing, right? So um, what that would trigger on your 1040, let's say if you are an active trader, is a PNL, uh, which which essentially means that you, on your 1040, you have a Schedule C, or better yet, if you're incorporated. Now, pros and cons, if you're incorporated, you know, you want to track everything and, and you know, and, and make sure that you're really on top of it all. Uh, because now <laughs> you're incorporating, you're telling to the world that you're, you're training crypto under this under this entity. But the benefit are yes, gas could be deducted, right? As 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 cost of doing business. That's on your PL. That's an expense, right? Obviously, your 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 revenue uh, on that business is your, your realized gains, right? And on your balance sheet, right, is is the unrealized portion, right? So my long hold, my long term holdings on uh, on a position like ETH or whatever. Right. Um, so I would say if you qualify, you know, to do this uh, as a legit business and, and the best way to do that, to support it with the IRS, to incorporate, even if it's just you, you know, you set up an LLC. Hmm. Right. You know, uh, you know, coin Inc. something. And um, I'm sure that's taken. I'm just giving you an example. And through that entity, you know, you, lo- you, you, you log all your transactions. And um, if you do enough of it, you know, it, it may pass uh, the test. And I want to talk about NFTs just shortly. So are NFTs taxes the same way as other cryptocurrencies? So right now they're not. 
Um, but it seems like they're going to move the way of, of being treated as, as any other security, you know, so um, there's a ton of ambiguity. Uh, I think the, the funniest thing is that the people creating these laws have like, before you get to NFTs, they, they, I mean, they don't even understand the blockchain, you know, <laughs> proof of stake. Mm -hmm. Like you talk to them about proof of stake and they have no idea. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, they're not even there yet. Uh, there's, there's a lot of gray area. I think it's it's where we were in terms of general crypto tax uh, laws like four years ago. Like, how do how do we treat Bitcoin? You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, um, to be honest, there's just you have to just take it situational uh, by situation, right? How big of a profile is this in terms of uh, you as an individual, uh, maybe working with a CPA if you have a, a, a big uh, profile here, and a lot of the you know. In my experience, not, not just in crypto, but just, you know, uh, consulting for clients and uh, what I've seen, you know, through the tens of thousands of users that we have here, you know, at TaxAll um, and maybe even hundreds of thousands of returns that, that, and schedules that we do every year um, is, is, is taking a rational approach to it, right? Like, am I just blowing off millions and millions of dollars? I'm not going to, you know, be reporting here or really, you know, obviously that's illegal, right? But it's like, okay, well, how big am I into NFTs and, and how open, how, you know, you have an opportunity to get up front of it. Just because it's not tax season doesn't mean you can't make an estimated payment or two, which, you know, ahead of time, which really goes um, to be in the good graces of the IRS, right? Because let's say down the road, they make a mistake or you have to open up a case with them or something that happens to everyone, you know, mistakes happen and, and it happens pretty frequently. Um, and, and it'll probably happen to anyone, you know, by the time, you know, we're, we're dead in the ground here, uh, you know, over the next 30, 50, hopefully 60 years. But um, when that does happen, you want to make sure you have a clean record, right? And, and that all this stuff that you're open and you're upfront with stuff and you worked well with them and you got ahead of payments. So my follow-up question to that was, can you claim losses for an NFT, say by selling it before the end of the year, if it loses value and then buying it back? I think you kind of already answered it. It's just not regulated enough, but uh, do you have an answer for that? I Honestly, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't. And, and, and here's the thing. They're not going to see it as an NFT. They're going to see it as some type of asset, right? Whether it's security or, or another type of asset, right? So that's why I said it, it depends case by case, you know, uh, your, your 1040 is your years like, uh, you know, storybook. It's, it's a chapter in your book, right. For the IRS, um, for that year. And, uh, depending on how all the narratives kind of string together depends on whether you're in a stronger or weaker position in their eyes. Interesting. So, um, you said that they're trying to classify NFTs as securities also, um, what would be their motivation behind this? Maybe just collect more tax money. Like I'm guessing fine art isn't, isn't considered a security and it's taxed differently. Right. Uh, so why wouldn't they apply the same rules there? Like I said, I just don't think, I just think the people that, that are, have written these laws and, and in this infra infrastructure bill just weren't focused on NFTs like, or on expertise, right. They got, uh -huh. you know, their, their lobbyists from whatever institution, you know, it's definitely not from mm -hmm. Coinbase or, or from mm -hmm. someone that, that that knows what's kind of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Although they're having more presence, you know, in the industry, uh, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, but um, it's probably someone from B of A or something, right? <laughs> Protecting their own interests. So 
Um, yeah, it's not really called out in the new bill. Um, they want to classify, they, they throw this uh, all blockchain stuff as they, they want to treat all blockchain. Okay. As a security. It's wild. I know. And I know that it could be treated, you know, depending on, on what we're doing on blockchain, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it will be, you know, comparing apples to oranges, like, like in this case, in this example with NFTs. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's, that's, that's where we're at right now. Uh, yeah, no one really knows. Yeah, I think that that if there would be a Silicon Valley uh, of cryptocurrency, the U.S. is doing everything they can to push it outside of its borders. Uh, I think this is probably going to be detrimental for the for innovation, crypto innovation, blockchain innovation inside the U.S. Would you agree with that, Ricky? It's weird, right? Uh, didn't China for the twentieth time ban crypto <laughs> last week? Hmm. Right. So I, I have no idea what's going on. Um, I really don't. It, it's tough. It's it's like, okay, well, are they just, you know, you know, some people are th- saying they're trying to sink it so that they could buy low and, pump yeah. and then it's legal again and then it pumps and then it's yeah. illegal for the 20, you know, for the 21st time. Um, you know, so I don't even think it's like for detrusting it, to be honest with you guys. I don't think um I, I, like in terms of i mean this bill is in the trillions of dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah. like just the bill itself okay there's they, they, there's so much things pushed through this thing that it's not like it's a crypto bill right mm-hmm. it's it's it, it had its own little card out you know with its own you know group of lobbyists uh on it that, that had their opinion they're obviously gonna you know hopefully you know, try to get this uh, uh this uh, the section in the bill in their favor Right. Who, who knows uh, what that is in terms of position. But um, in terms of the U.S. trying to push crypto offshore, I, you know, I don't I don't think they really care about that, you know, because they just saw China, you know, uh, make it illegal. So then mm-hmm. that wouldn't that mean that a bunch of, you know, Chinese, the most populated country would try to do some stuff with crypto here. Right. You know, they you, you, you guys all seen it on Twitter, although. Yeah. All the mining uh, equipment being steamrolled by a bulldozer, mm-hmm. you know, and the CCP putting that out there, <laughs> right? So I, I have no idea. I, I definitely know that you know decentralized uh, decentralization and blockchain, you know, gives gives power to the people, and and that's and that's why it's it's a really hot topic, you know, and, and it empowers individuals like us, and it's really, but also makes it really exciting. Mm-hmm. So back to another question on taxation, are there any types of transactions in crypto that are not taxable events? Say, maybe if I put my money into a smart contract, you brought up the example of maybe a liquidity pool earlier. If my money's in a liquidity pool and it's transferring between, say, ETH and Bitcoin, is each one of those transactions a taxable event or is that considered something else? No, yeah, all those high frequency stuff definitely are. Okay. Yeah. You, you, yeah. The, the, so think about, <laughs> it sucks. I know. Um, yeah. yeah, it definitely sucks. <clears throat> so it, it, right now, the way that, that the realized gain is being realized, even though you're not moving to fiat. Okay. At all. Like, you know, it's, it's not like you're getting out your block five card and you're paying for something. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter. They're, they're treating that as the exchange of one asset to another that ties back into my previous point about how they got away from like kind of exchanges. Right in the past, you could say that's a lot kind of exchange an asset for an asset, but now, no, they, they've been pretty explicit on that. That's that's a realized transaction, and depending on whether you're taking a loss on those microtransactions or a gain, mm-hmm. they're all getting that out at the end of the year. 
That's interesting, especially for a program like Uniswap, because they mint me. I provide liquidity on Uniswap and they mint me an NFT. So really, I'm holding the non-fungible token, which has underlying assets in it. And at any given time, it could be Chainlink or Ethereum, depending on the ratio between those two. It's constantly trading. So, I mean, to me, it just doesn't seem realistic for the government to ask for me to be like uh, realize all these gains when I'm not really even realizing them. I just am holding a non-fungible token that represents any given ratio at any time of these two assets. Yeah. Um, was it was it Coinbase? I don't know who it was. Um, uh, but a few weeks ago on Twitter, that you know, they were really going into uh, the reporting requirement that the brokers because they're getting treated like brokers, right? So, that, yeah. um, so, so this high frequency, uh, not high frequency, but this liquidity pool, who is it through? Uniswap. Uniswap. Are they based here in the US? Uh, Uniswap Labs is yes. Yeah. All right. So they will be responsible for uh, 1099. <laughs> That's going to be a disaster yeah, for them. That's why. Yeah, yeah. It would be that. almost impossible for them. Really? Yeah. yeah. And the overhead, the expense to just track all that. And to sort that out and send it out and the liability that's associated with it. I think the liability is a real reason why Coinbase is being so vocal about this. Yeah. Um, because it's it's nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's really on them. Uh, but the ultimate responsibility is on you. So they have their own requirement. You know, th that's why they were looped into this latest bill, right? The brokerage requirement. And really anything over $10,000 um, has to has to be tracked so it's basically everything yeah um, it's done in a second yeah exactly so anything over ten thousand dollars they got to record all right um the government's trying to put this uh responsibility on them mm -hmm. because they think that it'll add pressure to you guys right or to us right yeah. uh, to, to then report because if we know it's being tracked by coinbase or something right um what happens is on the uh, 1099 they give you a copy but the other you know, side of it goes to, to the IRS, right? So uh, once that's done, then you're like, well, I got to report this now, right? So, so that's the whole spirit behind the law, um, mm -hmm. obviously without diving into the practicality of it. Interesting. So yeah. the, the Uniswap protocol is decentralized, but the Uniswap Labs team operates outside of the US. If I was in their position, I would just like go to the Bahamas or go somewhere <laughs> outside of the US boundaries and then their problem is solved, right? Uh. Well, you know, the IRS are going to say no, uh, because technically, <laughs> yeah, technically they, they need to report this, right? Because uh, um, the certain uh, know your investor, you know, we know this, you know, you know, anytime there was an initial coin offering an ICO or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you can't accept someone from the U.S. and, you know, all these, all these crazy rules, right? On, on the brokerage, you know, know your investor mm -hmm. uh, type stuff. Um, technically, they still have the responsibility, yeah. What about say you're running a trading bot and um, you know you're trading almost you know just as quickly as a liquidity pool, but you're you're using a third party software and then on something that allows it like Coinbase Pro or all that stuff. <clears throat> so you're pretty much saying that every single transaction, no matter what you use or how you do it, that's taxed just like how a stock is. Yep. That doesn't matter which. It doesn't matter which program. Yeah. Now it's 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 all treated like the security, and uh, you, you you once you exit a position, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. It, that's it. That's that's what they're treating as a taxable event. It, it doesn't mean when you come back from, you know, the realm of of, of crypto into fiat. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter anymore. It's, it's any it's exit. Whenever, yeah, any exit of any position. Hmm. And then if like, let's say you're just doing DeFi, right? So let's say. I don't know, 
on the polycat, right? So <laughs> uh, polycat or Beckel or something like that. Let's say, let's say, you know, you're just staking there and you're earning interest, right? And, but that's your only position, right? You came in with fiat, right? With USD in my case, right? That went to, you know, Tether and then Tether I used to, to swap on Qcoin for, yeah. for Beckel or something like that, or for Kai and then Kai into Beckel. Okay. Forget about all those microtransactions leading up, which technically would be taxable events, but there's not really a, a holding period gain or loss there because I'm just swapping one for one. Um, once I move into Beckline and I start earning interest on it, that's that's essentially taxable interest, right? So my basis isn't, right? My basis isn't. And the, and let's say, you know, usually, uh, obviously with DeFi, the, you know, the, the value of the coin actually goes down, but let's pretend that the value goes up, right? And you want to exit that position, right? Well, Unless you exit that that that, that Beko coin to something else like Kai or, or something like that, you're not going to get taxed on on it's because it's unrealized, right? But the but the interest is so your earnings is so that's paying out, right? So you have to technically report that. Obviously, you know I don't know where Beko's out of, but I don't think it's the U.S. Um, and they're not going to issue a 1089. So. <laughs> I mean, kind of good luck with that, reconciling all that. <clears throat> yeah, and it, I think a lot of people, a lot of traders, myself, and I mean, pretty much anyone we talked to or talked about are going to have kind of a, a really big eye-opener when it comes to next year's taxes. I mean, last year, I did my taxes for crypto and everything, but you're kind of, a lot of people were confused and there wasn't as many rules, but now people are going to flip. You know, it's just going to be kind of a little overwhelming. So we have people, you know, hire a professional to actually look at it and see it. That's why we have tax file. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 look, it's it's a process you guys you, and your listeners should try to get ahead of, to be honest with you. Um, you know, start planning and think about what happened this past year in terms of just start with what projects were you in, right? Mm. And how that could be perceived by these guys. Right by the IRS, you know. So was I earning interest? Was I, you know, what was I doing? What you know was it was it just simply trading, you know, on Qcoin or something, right? Um, and then think about all the transactions you made. That's why you hold there. Um, think about all the transactions you made, and then, um, you know, uh, take your gains and losses, and then start working with someone. Um, to see, okay, well, we really should start paying on this, right? Because even if you have an exit of position, but you're earning interest on something, you still have to make probably quarterly payments on it, right? Like I said, just because you extend your tax, your tax form, your filing deadline, right? The IRS is always going to want their money, right? So, so when you owe them, all right, uh, they want you to start paying. And at the end of the year, right, the, the fiscal year is over for them, right? You're going to have a balance due. Right. So you have to start planning as to how you're going to pay that. Obviously, they're, they're not going to take crypto, they take fiat, they take USD. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to probably think about what you want to exit to, to be liquid enough to, you know, to pay that bill. If you're lucky enough to be, you know, obviously on the, on the right side of that, on that ledger, you could obviously have a loss. And then that's great. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll go against your regular earnings. Your, if you have another job or something. Never yeah. been uh, wanting a loss more than right now. Uh, so Ricky, I'm sure we'll be in touch. Uh, I'm sure you have, you have experts I'm assuming for all these DeFi NFT crypto taxes. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely do. So if you just go to taxwall.com, um, linked in the description. All right, cool. Thank you. Um, and, and you'll get connected. You just answer some simple questions and then you can start 
consulting with a CPA and they, they could help be your therapist yeah. <laughs> through the whole process. Right. <laughs> For no extra yeah. charge. All right, guys. Uh, this was Ricky Lavina, the CEO and co-founder of TaxFile. If you guys are deep into DeFi, maybe a little bit too deep, like I'm realizing I am right now, uh, make sure to check out TaxFile. Link in the description below. They can get you hooked up with an expert so you can get on top of your taxes this year. Ricky, thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. See you. Have a good, good one. All righty. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview. If you're just tuning in now, we did a little bit of news earlier, and we are about to do our market update and moon or bust at the same time. So uh, we're going to start off with a couple cryptos that we picked out, uh, and then we will pass it to you. Drop your coins and your NFT projects that you're looking at in the chat, uh, and we'll pull them up, do a little market update for you. Uh, let's get it started with some BTC and some Ethereum, the classics. Give me a second to pull up trading view. Ryan, is there anything else you've been looking at this week that you might want to take a peek into? Um, I wouldn't mind looking at sushi swaps since I have been buying some of that up over the past week. But definitely Bitcoin since everything follows Bitcoin and Ethereum would be good too. Mm, and we also saw Uniswap plus 25% yesterday. Uh, so we'll have to check that one out as well. Please work, Mr. Trading View. Okay, so here we have Bitcoin USD pair uh, through the BitMEX exchange. Uh, and what we saw uh, is a weekly close right around this bull market support band that we've been talking about for months now. So if you guys were watching last week, uh, we said the most bullish scenario would be to uh, close the weekly candle right around this line. And what do you know, Sunday, as we went into the close, we saw a huge rally right to the line we've been talking about. So a uh, little bit of called it there. Uh, and we see the second, this new weekly candle forming. Uh, it had a wick up, but now it is a little bit in the red, slight pullback this afternoon. Um, but I don't think we are in dangerous territory yet by any means. I think this is still very, very, very bullish and I am prepared for takeoff. Brian, what do you think? <clears throat> yeah, um, I think that we pretty much called it and it kind of followed the exact support and tentacles we laid out because you know bitcoin is not going anywhere it's it's here to stay and people realize that and i don't think it fell below forty thousand once yeah there's uh, a wick just barely but just a little bit below the mm. bulls are definitely winning right now at least it seems we've tried to go down and break that forty thousand dollar mark and it seems like we are holding the line like logan said these next couple of weeks are definitely going to be definitive though for bitcoin and its price going through the rest of quarter four in this year I'm starting to get FOMO already. I'm seeing us hold you know. the slide now four weeks in a row. I think that's pretty strong support. And I mean, I'm scared that I'm going to be stuck in some fiat currency and I'll have to be <laughs> buying during the pump. But I mean, we have a couple more weeks, I think. We'll see where it goes. And I'll, I'll certainly be dollar cost averaging my position specifically into sushi for the upcoming week or a couple weeks ahead. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should save some of that for your taxes, Ryan. No. I don't, I don't have any profits. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I've lost enough. You hear that, SEC or IRS? Uh, okay, so let's pull up Sushi since you've been talking about it so much. Uh, I believe your thesis is show you. Is that correct? 
Shoyu is definitely a big part of it, specifically because they are paying very large dividends to sushi holders with Shoyu NFT. It's going to be 2.5% of the transaction fees on the platform. Right now, they pay dividends. They pay 0.05% of the transaction fees on the decentralized exchange. But I just, I really like, my thesis is basically, I really like how they're adding value to the sushi token. They're finding different ways to diversify, to pay dividends out to the sushi token holders. And I also like how it's being actively developed and they're making new programs that really don't have anything to do with a decentralized exchange. They're making an NFT marketplace. They have a token launch pad and they have a lot of other features. I think that'll do them very well over the long term. Nice. So do you have a target price for Sushi in the next couple of weeks here? Not in the next couple of weeks. I've been trying to buy whenever it dips down to around nine to ten dollars. I'm trying to get it in under that ten dollars as my average cost because I think this could be a 10x over the market cycle. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's about a 1.2 billion dollar valuation. So a 10x would bring it up to 12 billion, which yeah, that's a lot of money. But a lot of other crypto projects already have that. I think Uniswap's probably more than $12 billion in market cap. And I could see Sushi overtaking eventually, uh, which isn't good for my bags, but it mm-hmm. hopefully will be eventually once once I stack up the Sushi. So you, th- you say you think you can uh, see Sushi taking over Uniswap? Uh, it's, it's really hard to say. I, I think there is potential for it because of all these different avenues that are being developed to earn dividends for Sushi's tokens, as well as all the different programs being built on Sushi. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to say because, I mean, Uniswap was out first, and at the end of the day, SushiSwap did fork from Uniswap, so it does have some stigma there. Uh, and, and Uniswap will definitely be going up with the markets. And if Sushi 10x is, then, I mean, Uniswap's probably going to be going up quite a bit too. Probably yeah. not. 10xing just because there's so much more capital that would have to be involved for uniswap to 10x than it would be for sushi because uniswap has such a higher market capitalization we might see ones like one inch and uh offshoots like that kind of happen too yep i have some one inch and i'm expecting that to do pretty well with with the general markets it's a dex aggregator so i mean it it works alongside a lot of these other programs (laughs) yeah so yesterday we saw Uni rip from 17 bucks at the bottom to about $25 at the top. I'm sure a lot of traders had a good day and just as many had an equally bad day. Uh, it's pulled back a little bit since then, um, but it still looks like a breakout in my opinion. I mean, you can kind of see this line here. Maybe not a breakout, maybe more of a fake out, but we'll have to see the next two days. Next, next couple days uh, will be very telling, as Ryan said. Uh, so, Brian, do you have anything you want me to pull up or should we go to this plethora of coins we have in the chat? Yeah, just pull up ADA for a second. All righty. So ADA also announced during their um, their Cardano Summit, 2021 Summit, that they are not only integrating with Chainlink, but also being the strategic partner for Dish Network, who also has a subsidiary, Boost Mobile. So they are going, they're in talks where um, IHOK uh, Media, which is the company that brought us Cardano, is um, going to be helping them build things such as uh, the proof of coverage for cell phones or dish network, um, having your identity on the blockchain, and having um, uh, referral programs through Cardano. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. I mean, that overnight will bring, once that's implemented, will bring over 9 to 10 million people 
over to the Cardano blockchain over just like that. So there's a lot of there's a lot of bullish movements here. Even though they've been slow to run things out, there's a lot of people trusting them. And you know, we think that Charles Hoskins is hots, you know what I said, kind of double said Hodskinson's is going to um, nice try. actually make things happen. I mean, I, I'm very, it makes me even way more bullish on ADA and Cardano in general than I have ever been. And I've always liked it. So I'm pretty pumped about it. Do they have it's smart just, contracts yet? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. So yeah. what's a smart contract? Yeah, who needs yeah. them? Apparently you don't. Apparently not. Uh, okay, so speaking of Cardano partnerships, also Chainlink, we talked about this a little bit earlier. They are integrating with the Cardano network for oracles into the real world. Uh, this is going to be very bullish uh, for Chainlink and Cardano both. We see uh, we saw some some crazy price action. I think this might have been, or actually no, it was just released recently. So it, these are the weekly candles. It could not have been that one. Um, but yeah, I guess we're still looking for that breakout on this uh trading pair right here there's gonna be a lot of stuff that's gonna integrate chain link into their technology and a lot of stuff that isn't even blockchain related to do so i mean the weather service <clears throat> the the company that AccuWeather. provides the weather channel accuweather yeah. you know they've integrated so i mean there's a man it, there's only good news for a lot of these things to move in the future all right what's up jim cruz uh we got coty here for you uh, this is a smart contract blockchain. I think it's an Ethereum competitor. Uh, and you can program smart contracts in any language uh, on this chain. I think that's its selling feature. It's been a while since I really dove into this project. But we see it here in full-on price discovery mode. It has broken through uh, that the May, actually looks like March was their all-time high. Uh, and so we're going to look for this continued movement i'm assuming what do you guys think about this chart i don't know much about it is it like uh cartesi cartesi c-r-t-s-i where you can write smart contracts in any language as well maybe that's what i was thinking of yeah maybe i think cody is a different project maybe we can pull it up on coin market cap really quickly just to do a quick fundamental it's a fine tech project. platform yeah i just brought it up we should definitely go into it because I, I yeah you're thinking of cartesi but this is a little bit different. I is personally of the internet. Yeah, currency of the internet. That sounds right, Cody. I personally oh. never buy into all-time highs when I see this. Which I mean, that's just my personal trading preference. I feel like there's a little bit too much risk to get in once we're breaking new all-time highs. But that being said, once you're in price discovery, I mean, sentiment changes really fast, and and you could see huge gains still. We saw that with Solana, and we saw that with a lot of other cryptocurrencies. Even just Bitcoin, you see that when we go up to new all-time high, you never see it just go up another 5% from the all-time high. That's when the mania starts, and that's when you can really make big gains. But personally, I try to enter positions when there's fear in the market and not when there's FOMO. I, I find that works better, and it's generally less risky. No. This is actually a pretty cool project. If you scroll down and see where they said uh, <clears throat> what makes it unique, is it allows you to... Uh, create your own coins <clears throat> that are stable in price and take co control of your finances and your data. And so you can pretty much turn this into really however you would like it. If you need a stable coin, if you want to make sure that you're creating something that make gives you the best, you know, just control of everything that you do. That's pretty neat. I don't know what the new regulations for everything is going to happen with it or what, how that affect it, but 
I haven't seen something like this. Very cool. Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Right now, we're going over your token picks in the chat. So drop them down there. Uh, and, and while you're down there, make sure to drop us a like if you are enjoying the content. Uh, okay, so next up, we got Chili's. Uh, Jim Cruz again with, with another nice recommendation for us. So Chili's is like a sports uh, integration network. So they have partnerships with a bunch of the huge soccer clubs over across the pond. And now they are expanding into the U.S. They could see a boom in activity and price and these, uh, you know, brand name recognition uh, with all these U.S. partnerships. This could be very bullish. Uh, zoom out a little bit. They are still a ways down from their all-time high. Uh, so this might be a good one to get into if you're not already. It looks like they had a little bit of a attempted breakout and shot back down on that China FUD. Uh, but do you guys know anything about this coin? You want to add anything here? I know yeah. it's a platform and teams can make their own fan tokens, which is an interesting concept. We don't really see it implemented in blockchain too much. I think Chili's really has the market for this right now, and they have the biggest partnership. So, I mean, in that sense, with the fundamentals, I think it's a good investment. I think the technicals look good, too, right now. Uh, it's down, I mean, 60% or so from all-time highs. And if the market continues to go up through quarter four, I could see Chili's uh, outperforming a lot of these larger market cap coins. Yeah. They're also big with uh, uh, soccer teams and fans. So it's more of an international thing than for us than a u.s thing but it's pretty big <clears throat> in those areas so that's that's a huge um influx of users that want you know those certain nfts or have a token player i mean a player's token or all that kind of stuff so i i think there's a lot of room to go with this one mm -hmm. we got crypto maniac in the chat shout out matthew stafford uh he also wants to know about sofi is this similar or no so uh, no, SoFi is a centralized lending platform uh, where you can give them your coins and other people will borrow them from SoFi and you can earn some interest on them through uh, their, uh, what's it called? Custody wallet, custody program. Unless uh, there's a SoFi cryptocurrency that we're missing out on. Oh boy, is there? You never know. There's By not. the way, guys, if you're curious to learn more about SoFi, uh, check out Benzinga's SoFi review that Ryan and I worked on. Uh, Have you heard of rule number 35? No, I haven't. What's that? It's uh, If it exists, there's a cryptocurrency of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, there Thanks. is social finance, but this is definitely not. Uh, I mean, it's ranked 6,000, yeah. With the real SoFi. So, well, we um, can go over Zequila. I can't say some of these. Zaliqua, maybe? Yeah, Zaliqua. Well, I, I, I don't know Zaliqua. how to say it. I was trying to guess. <clears throat> yeah, this is an old school one, but not, well, quote unquote old school, but it's um, super decentralized, um, anonymous, and a lot like uh, Murano. Monero. Moreno. Monero. <laughs> Monero. There you all go. over the place today. <laughs> Yo, producer Rohan, can we get a super cut of that? <laughs> yeah. If I, I say it wrong, then I get embarrassed, and then I just say it wrong again. It's just <laughs> like a snowball effect. Yeah, it's good, good content right there. 
uh can you to do some vocal compilation the next episode yeah that's what i'm <laughs> yeah. saying tiktok supercut of all the the goofs uh okay so let's see what is the use of this is like monero you said old coin oh, yeah look, i mean yes. they were just asking it. we can like go into it it's, it's a decentralized um blockchain with a token and they they kind of uh revel in the anonymous transactions like monero i gotcha um okay it is three o'clock unfortunately guys we are out of time uh but thank you guys all so much for tuning in today if you're new to benzinga or new to moon or bust make sure you subscribe to the channel and drop a like on the video so youtube will show it to more people we can grow our community also if you're here for crypto do not forget to subscribe to the benzinga crypto separate youtube channel it's the first link in the description below we are going to move over to that channel uh, and really push growth on that once we hit a thousand subs. Uh, so make sure you're early if you want to be entered in that giveaway. Um, but yeah, thank you guys all so much for tuning in. Uh, as I've already said, I'm going to take this off. Uh, and you guys have any closing thoughts for us, Ryan or Brian? Follow me on Twitter for Mutant Monday. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to uh, work on my vocal lessons. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a professional. Shout out to all the apes out there in the chat. Hit us up on Twitter. Connect with us. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, but until then, uh, we will see you on Wednesday. Peace, guys. Why the heck did we have 10 people watching when we started? There was no redirect. Uh, <clears throat> it was A. Cole. You can blame. It's all A. Cole's fault. Hey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.